This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. All right, Dynasty Podcasts live from Dynasty Home Studios in Pilsen in Chicago. Uh, we've got an awesome night tonight, and I am starting off two interviews this evening, uh, the first of which is with Zoe Rain. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Good. Thank you for coming up tonight. Yeah, thanks for hanging out. Absolutely. Uh, we were just talking before the mics were on that like, you're in the neighborhood as well, so this was just like a, sounds like a casual stroll over here for you. Yeah, it's about like a four-minute walk. Oh my so God, that's awesome. We're like neighbors. Yeah. I think a lot of like, there's a couple neighborhoods obviously in Chicago where like a lot of people in the quote-unquote like creative industries or whatever are like living, and Pilsen is definitely one of them. Yeah. I feel like I know so many people from this neighborhood. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but thank you for coming up. You know, we, um, you were part of a panel back in summer 2016 that I put together at Soho House, but we've never gotten to do like a one-on-one kind of profile interview. So I'm really excited that we have you here. Yeah, me too. Well, who, I'm trying to think of who was in that panel. We have Malcolm London. No, it was like an it was an all photography panel. Oh yeah, and yeah, it was yeah. like Swopes and Brian Swopes and Brian L. Lamb and Phil. Yes. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, that was a good group. I feel like I met half of them there and was like so happy that I had an excuse to talk to them. That was a that was a panel that I like. I was very stoked that everybody said yes to. Mm-hmm. You know, when I put these panels together, there's all sorts of different outcomes that come together, and sometimes I like shoot for the stars. And sometimes that happens, and sometimes it, you know, it doesn't, which is fine. Like, I'm always happy with whoever we get, but, like, that was one of them where everyone I reached out to said yes, and I aimed really high at the get-go, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I think it was four people I had never had on the podcast before at that time. Oh, or maybe yeah. maybe Brian had been on once, but, like, it was all these people who I had never really spoken to. Right. Yeah, yeah. so that was that was a good, a good, uh, a good event. Good but. Peeps. But you've done a lot since then, man. You have had like a very busy couple of years. Like, how, I mean, I guess let's start with this. Like, how long would you say that it has felt like you have had kind of a pretty busy schedule in terms of like your photography work? I mean, I would say I, I had a, I was pretty busy in Seattle, like right after tour, but then moving to Chicago, there was probably like a year of just trying to figure that out and meet people and like get those jobs. Right. But I think, that, I mean, the last like, Two years have been super busy and fun. It it looks like it. Uh, I guess, what do you attribute that to? Like, what do you think, you know, has helped you really hit the ground running in the way that you have? I think just, like, good people around me and um, word of mouth and just meeting, like, all types of artists in the city Mm -hmm. has been great. Like, that's where all my jobs have come from is, like, just a friend mentioning my name or, or someone being like, hey, my friend works at Red Bull. Like, right. Those are so indispensable to what we do. Just that word of mouth. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I know that we covered this in the panel, but that was a while ago. So, like, just bring us into, again, because we usually start with this, like, kind of how did you get your start with photography? Yeah. Um, I always liked photography and drawing and arts as a kid, um, but never really thought it was something that could make any sort of decent living. And in um, high school, I took photography to just get my OCAD credits and wasn't really going to class and was kind of like jerking off on my assignments, not jerking off on my assignments, but uh, (laughs) 
just wasn't really trying that hard. And, right. and my uh, mentor now, he came into our class and asked the photographer, or the uh, teacher, like who, what photographer needs the most, uh, <clears throat> most help right now. And she pointed at me. So you were not the student where they were like, this is our shining star you need to meet. They were like, yeah, I was the oh, opposite. please help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. my teacher hated me. She, oh my God, that's amazing. Um, we've now reconciled. But yeah, I just, I wasn't applying myself and um, didn't really see a reason to pursue it until I met him. So how did that relationship, how did that connection like start to change your perspective on photography and that kind of work? I'm just seeing someone that had actually made a living doing it and was enjoying um, doing it with such a, I'd never seen that before. I'd never seen a photographer that was able to support themselves fully. Um, and then just having access to some of the gear that he had and being able to, to like hold a professional camera and um, have access to those tools to get that quality of work up a little bit was super important. Yeah, and so that became your foundation. Yeah, totally. And you, you know, one of you, one of the notable things that you've gotten to do, which I don't want to spend the whole interview talking about, I don't want that to become like, you know, the thing that, I feel like this is the thing that people might like pin on you all the time, but it's like mm-hmm. one of the things I think that people know you for is the fact that you've gotten to do a lot of work with Macklemore, mm-hmm. right? How did that connection come together? And again, I know you talked about this on this panel like two years ago, but uh, but I, I think it's worth revisiting. Yeah. So, I mean, through that same mentor, um, his name is Jason Koenig, he had been shooting this local rap duo in Seattle and kind of brought me along to see what was going on. And at the time, they had just, um, Macklemore Ryan Lewis had just joined up as a duo and made kind of an EP album and... Um, yeah, I just went to their shows and like started shooting and it happened that a few years later, Thrift Shop got big and it was really kind of a right place or a time um, relationship. But, you know, and it's right place, right time, but it's also the fact that like you, you had your foundation and you, you were prepared, you know, like you were mm-hmm. going out and like, I think so much of right place, right time also comes from people who are like consistently going out, who are making themselves ready for that moment so that when whatever that break is, they're ready to show up. Totally. You know? I mean, yeah, you have to be going full force at what you're trying to achieve, but I think having that that window of great... I mean, I'm sure if I had continued what I was doing, I would have found another window or different types of scenarios of um, getting my work out there, but I, I think I, I really saw something in Macklemore, and I, I felt like it's... I, I could never have foreseen what had taken off, but I, I believed in the music, and I believed in what... Uh, they stood for, and I just felt like this was this was the right thing to like support and be be behind and get get good at. Like that was that was why I learned how to shoot. And that's an amazing project to like cut your teeth on. Totally. I mean, yeah. There's so many <coughs> like fun things as a photographer to be able to play with stage lights and um, like the storyline of live music. Like there's there's so much content there, and there's so much interest that it. It's not like you're going out and like, what can I shoot that's cool? Like, I have something to shoot. Yeah, there's no shortage. Yeah. So when you do, when you have a project like that kind of early in your career where it's like, that's a name, that's a big name, and it's something that you can kind of like bring to people, I guess, what becomes the next step after that? Like, you're like, okay, did the Macklemore thing, that's awesome, that's the portfolio piece, where do I go from here? Like, did that open a lot of doors for you, or were you just like, how can I move forward with this? Yeah. Um, I think there's like a large step of crippling insecurity that comes with <laughs> feeling like, you know, I think people said it best, like you're at the top and 
you're on a stage by yourself and there's only like you can only go down from there like once you get to the get to something that feels important you're always worrying about staying there and then being able to kind of do something even better um so I think for a, a while that was something that was super scary and I just tried to kind of focus on figuring out what I wanted to create um and I think you know since then being able to work with other musicians and pursue more like fashion work and editorial work and and trying to expand my horizons I've been able to kind of break break free of that and you know now I'm pursuing something totally different than music so yeah. it doesn't feel like I have to do something like greater in music I can just keep that and I can pursue fashion. well and you've definitely like you've gotten to do some really cool stuff with music and and you know we like if you look on your website you know you've got the photos with like Ed Sheeran and like some really big names but you know, talk about the work you're doing outside of music. Like, what are you focusing on right now? Yeah. Um, I mean, recently I've had a really great partnership with Nike mm-hmm. in Chicago. So we've been doing a lot of um, more editorial fashion stuff and, like, street style um, work, which is great because I think that's something that I have explored, but nothing that's been, like, a large project for me. So I think anything fashion-based is exciting right now. Is that the world that like you were hoping to explore next or did it kind of happen like organically or accidentally or like how did you approach that? Um, I mean it, it was pretty organic. I had a, a friend who was a sort of an influencer with Nike and they had just mentioned my name and I got an email from Nike that was like let's you know come meet and see like what's up and see if we can get you some um, event jobs to do and it turned into more editorial stuff. Is that intimidating when you're kind of like branching out into like a different space like fashion? Yeah, totally. (laughs) But but you're going for it. Yeah, I mean, I think I had a good... I've been in my um, studio now for two years, and that's really given me kind of time to play more with artificial lighting and using strobes and kind of sculpting that portfolio, um, which I didn't necessarily have time to do that kind of lighting setups in a Mm -hmm. tour setting. So it's been... I felt like I had been practiced for the last year and a half. Yeah. I'm always really intrigued by like artists of, of really like any kind of concentration who, you know, they establish or they develop their career, I should say. Like they develop their career kind of as they go. They're learning as they go. Like how do you handle the learning curve when you're trying something new or you're being like, oh, now I can actually like incorporate lights? Is Are there times you're just like, holy shit, like this is really intimidating or I don't uh, know. I mean, I mean, totally. I think I've kind of like passed a speed bump after, I mean, over six years of shooting where I'm confident that any situation I'm in, like, I have the ability to light something well and, like, create a product that I'm proud of. Um, There's always, like, this, obviously, the voice of me wanting to be, like, superior, not superior, but, like, create these beautiful images that I'm maybe not necessarily able to create right now. Like, there's always more that I could do. But right now, like, I feel, I know that I could create um, yeah, something that's going to make my client happy, which is like the biggest speed bump. Now, and let's talk about like the fact that you know you you mentioned like the fact that you have clients. Let's talk about like the business side of it. Um, you know, how do you go? Because I know, so I teach entrepreneurship at Columbia, and you know, I find that's something that can be intimidating for a lot of creatives. Is like, you know, figuring out how to incorporate the business component into the creative work that you already love doing. Um, so how did you kind of like develop your business acumen and incorporate that into, you know, what you were already doing? Yeah. Um, that took the longest, I think, to refine and figure out. 
Um, I always kind of followed pricing scales and, and basic like package ideas from my mentor at the time for weddings and shoots and engagements. Um, but, but really figuring out like taxes and being on top of that and like getting everything sorted out in that sense was just a, a learning trial of mostly me avoiding it for like three years and then finally just being like, <laughs> all right, I have to ask all my accountant friends to come help me. Like it's right. always been asking people for help and, um, and just figuring it out as you go. I mean, I think no one's going to just, I mean, some people start a business and have a checklist and get it all done, but I think a lot of people like figure it out and fake till they make it. Yeah, I think especially if you're coming from the creative side first, it is yeah, that thing where you're like, oh, shit, I guess I got to figure out. Like, yeah, totally different brain. Yeah, it really is. Um, so something that I noticed that is evident in your work is you have this really great portfolio online. Your Instagram is obviously very well curated. Talk about kind of like your portfolio and presence and promotion. Like how do you approach those aspects of your work? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm really bad about like promoting my work. Um, I'm a big perfectionist, so like I'm generally on my Instagram or my uh, website all the time, like looking over it and thinking about it in a different way and, and asking people for advice and trying to really, you know, cut, cut out the fad that doesn't need to be there and mm-hmm. making sure it's, it's showing work that I want to get. Um, and then Instagram, I, I don't know. I don't post very often on Instagram, I feel like. But your Instagram's really good. I mean, we're looking at it right now, and anybody can go look at it. Uh, Zoe Rain Photo, Zoe with a Z. And, you know, it's a great representation of your work, it looks like. Um, but, you know, again, not everybody has the, the promotional kind of component of their work. Mm-hmm. I mean, when we did this panel a while back, I think uh, one of the photographers was saying they didn't have a website. And you yeah, have a very... Yeah, I can't. I don't understand people that don't have websites. It seems <laughs> just like a lot of work to be like, I don't have this, but I can send you these links. Like, right. it's so much easier just to have a website. Well, and you have this website that like really goes in depth with your work. You have like this tier tier mm-hmm. that's like crying. You have a tear sheet that outlines some of your notable work here. Talk about kind of putting this together and like when you have this body of work, what does that allow you to do when you have something like your your portfolio on your site? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been like an ongoing draft, and I'm always like adding to it and taking away from it. Um, I think it's been difficult, especially with all my tour work. I mean, it's like five years of shooting this artist for three to four months at a time. Like right. the amount of photos that I have of just Macklemore Ryan Lewis is disturbing Um, and so to like narrow that down from like taking that out of the music section and just trying to keep it in its own little category to not kind of overshadow and overkill all my other work was super difficult Um, just because there's such an emotional attachment to um, to that work I mean to everything you shoot but no absolutely and it's like you you've definitely I'm just I'm very impressed with the with the portfolio presentation um and this is something I grade at school, so it's like it's. I can't help but look at this and be like, right. "Oh my god, it's really well done." But of course, it's well done because you're a professional. You're not a student, but it's like, I just think you've done such a great job with branding yourself. Thank um, you. And you know the fact that you've gotten to work with a lot of really notable brands and really notable names. You know, mm-hmm. so now that you're at this point where you you have this body of work, you know, you've accomplished some really great things. You've gotten to work with notable artists, really high profile brands, like, you know. 
when you wake up, are there things in your head where you're like, okay, cool, I've gotten to do this stuff. I haven't gotten to do blank yet. Or are there things you're looking ahead to that you're like, one day I want to move into this space? Totally. Um, I think this is like one of the only moments in my career that I have pretty much knocked everything off of my to-do list that's like right now that I need to do. Um, And so being done with like work for the year and um, yeah, there's a few things. I want to make a newsletter and like, be able to reach out to fans and all that. That's that's important. Yeah, I'm like, I've been putting it off for so long. Well, it's like you can only do so much. You can't do everything and like, you know, it's like, you know, you hear stories about clients that want to be on like Instagram and Pinterest and Snapchat yeah. and like, and you're like, you can't be on every single one of them. You have to choose yeah. at most three and do them well. It's exhausting. Right, you're just going to half-ass all of them if you do that. Exactly. Um, I, I think Swopes has a good newsletter. I know, and she I just started getting job. hers, and I'm like, I need to look at it. Yeah, <laughs> or I just need Swopes. to hire somebody. Yeah, shout out Swopes. Yeah. I need to hire someone to just do my social media. That might be part so of it. That might be the time. But, yeah. Um, yeah, that, and then I'm, I have a bunch of like music video ideas, and I've shot um, four or five music videos, but I just haven't really had the time to apply myself in that, and um, I feel like I'm excited for it for maybe this year getting more into video and showing that side. That'd be really exciting. Mm-hmm. Now, between photography and video, you know, this is this is no secret. It's like it's a crowded space in Chicago and just nationally and internationally, you know. I, like before the mics were on, I was showing you photos of my cat and my bunny together hanging out. Mm-hmm. And it's like somebody might look at them and be like, "Oh, that's a good photo." But it's like I don't consider myself a photographer by any means because there's a difference between taking a good photo on your phone and being skilled as a photographer, Mm -hmm. but not everybody recognizes that. You know, everybody thinks they're a photographer. Everybody is a photographer is striving to be. So in that climate, when there are so many hobbyists and just a large pool of professionals, especially in Chicago, who are also skilled photographers, skilled, you know, video professionals, like how do you stand out and how do you differentiate your work? Um, I mean, I think that's always, always an applicable issue is, um, there's a ton of people doing what you do, but I think the quality still stands out and I'm, I'm not looking to be like a comparable or like a, an okay videographer. Like I'm looking to be great. Right. And I, and I think, um, that shines through any sort of facade or, or following, you know, I think the true quality work does stand out in the end and, um, to just strive to do that and not really worry about Worry about all the, the noise because there's a lot of noise. It's... There's a tremendous amount of noise. I mean, I, I, uh, I tell this to my students where I'm like, you know, if you are putting out photos, you're not just competing with other photographers. You're competing with, like, whatever Trump says. You're competing with whatever new Marvel movie trailer drops that day. It's just like we're just being totally. hit with so much shit every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really hard to, like, stand out. Yeah, and I, and I think... Um... Yeah, it's hard to make quality work, and I, I always like I'm frustrated even with um, musicians that like don't get a good photographer <laughs> to take photos of them, and their their website is just like if the photos don't look professional, you're you're doing yourself such a disservice. You can tell. Yeah, and it affects your whole brand. Like that's that's why Macklemore and Ryan Lewis were really good because everything they put out, like content wise, mm-hmm. thought wise, word wise, was very very professional. And it is it, their stuff is very on brand. Totally, and I, I completely agree with you. You know, I uh, some friends of mine got married a couple of years ago, and they hired a couple of photographers for the wedding, and they and they hired 
photographers who had worked for like National Geographic and USA mm-hmm. Today because those guys, unfortunately, with the way media is going, they needed additional work. Yeah. But when I saw the quality of the photos, when they got the prints back, the like printed out physical prints, right. and I saw what real photographers took from that day, and I, I probably hadn't seen a real photo in a long time. I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, like this looks gorgeous. Oh, like I forgot so how great real photography looks versus yeah. a pixelated, multi-filtered digital photo. Yeah, and I think just curating your work is so important. And a lot of photographers starting out just want to like bombard with like I took 150 like people are going to like hopefully they'll like 30 of them instead of really being selective and going I'm going to I'm going to show five photos but they're going to be like they're going to be edited and exactly what I want to show. Right, the best of the best. Yeah, quality over quantity is so important. Now you gave a talk at the Apple Store on the last what like week or so? Mhm. Yeah. Last Thursday, yeah. I wanted to go to that but I was uh, I was teaching a class that night but I'm not mad. But, but no, but I, I, I legitimately, I'm not saying that to be polite. I legitimately wanted to go that. I started to put it in my calendar and I was like, oh, damn it. Um, how was that? Talk about that experience and presenting. Yeah, that was fun. Um, I was super nervous and I kept telling myself, like, don't leave your presentation to be done the day of. And of course, I was like up at 8 a.m., like <laughs> typing up my keyboard. Like in the keynote. Uber. Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> just freaking out. Um, but it, it was good. I took speech class in high school, and I think that's like the best decision I ever made in high school. Yeah. Um, uh, what kind of topics did you cover? Was it more of a how-to workshop where you talk about your journey? Like, what kind of discussion was it? Yeah, it was split um, into both of those. So I started out talking about just my story and introducing kind of Macklemore and some other work I've done, and then it went into um, talking about portraits and different ways to. Um, I mean, focusing on iPhone portraits, but applicable lessons for anything. Um, Just how to make your subject stand out and to play and just some examples of um, what I've learned over the the years. That's awesome. Yeah, it it sounded like a cool cool event. Um, Do you think you're going to do more kind of um, live discussion or tutorial kind of, uh, you know, events or, you know, engagements this year? Yeah, I think so. Um, I... I really enjoy doing them. I just want to make sure that I'm... It, it was hard with Apple to like narrow down to an iPhone because I, I was like, I'm not getting very technical. You can't really like go too deep. But I, I also didn't want to leave people being like, oh, duh. Like I, know, you know, I like to like really get in and like um, teach a little bit more. So I think it'll be fun if there's more like photography-based um, talks. I think TEDx Columbia University asked me to talk. You're talking about Columbia College or Columbia? I don't know. Okay, because Columbia College here in Chicago has a TEDx. I think that must okay. be it, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so we'll see. I have to think of something to talk about color. Yeah, but I feel like a bunch of, I mean, like, Columbia kids, there's, there's, I've taught there for five years, and the students there are really, really ambitious, mm-hmm. you know? And I have met through teaching so many so many students who have all sorts of talents, but so many photographers who like, like Jake Osman, who uh, is Vic Mensa's photographer yeah. now, like he was in one of my classes. I'm not remotely cool. correlating that like, because he was in my class, Jake is successful. I'm just saying like, there are successful people yeah. who are like very ambitious. I think that everyone that talked to me after my talk at Apple was from Columbia. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for them. Fun. Yeah. They're, they're supposed it. to go out. Yeah. You got to go out and get it. You really do. Um, so a couple of other cool things you're doing. Uh, I saw you're going to be working with Saba coming up, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What can you tell us about that? 
Um, I'm super excited. I'm a big fan of Saba's and um, a good friend of Brian Allen Lamb. He shot his last album cover. Mm-hmm. And I just remember kind of meeting him and, and experiencing that kind of him talking about his feelings on that and editing it and kind of being unsure and then seeing the final product. Um, it was really cool to, to, to watch that and to hear about Saba's um, like creative eye on the whole thing as well. Um, so I'm really excited to kind of hear his perspective and really create something that he's envisioning as well. And obviously awesome. he's one of the coolest, I don't know, one of my favorite oh my artists. God. He's, he is one of my favorite artists in the city. And I've been fortunate enough to have him on the podcast a couple of times and he is legitimately maybe one of the nicest dudes he's in the, the city. He's the sweetest. He is just so crazy nice. I mean, I'm very fortunate. Pretty much everyone who comes on the podcast is really nice and polite and sweet. Yeah, but there's something about him where you're just like, oh my God, you're so nice. Yeah. We were in Berlin this, um, last year and he ended up being at a show and I mean we've maybe just known of each other from Instagram but had not been like friends you know talking back and forth but I hit him up I was like we're in town where are you playing he's like come I'll let you like whoever you need to bring you like let me know and we were like in the front row cheering him on after that I was like all right you're you're cool what a small world yeah right um and then you were speaking of traveling I want to get this right uh, you just, or no, you're going to West Africa next month. Mm-hmm. What's, what yeah. are you doing there? Yeah. So, um, there's an organization in Seattle called CFC, which is construction for change. Mm-hmm. And I was in, um, Cambodia last year shooting on behalf of them as well. Um, and now we are going to Togo to, to go to a few of the, um, health clinics that are down there. So they partnered, um, with partners for health. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we're going to go shoot some of the finished um, clinics, and then I'm I'm going to focus on some very um, white backdrop, black and white, contrasty portraiture of people and kind of sharing their story. That's incredible. Yeah, it's going to be cool. What an amazing opportunity. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to see photos from that that I'm sure you'll share online. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, hopefully we'll do uh, some sort of um, gallery at Rain Studio or something. To print the mountain, do something fun. Stupid question. That's your studio, though? Yeah, that's where I live. Uh, so are you like, do you ever do events there? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, then you're right down the street. I got to come by. I know. We do um, second Fridays of every month. We try to be open. But our whole our whole building is open, Fountainhead Lofts. Well, yeah, and I mean, the all those like second Friday spaces, I was going to those before I even lived in Pilsen, and mm-hmm. it was part of what drove my like passion to live mm-hmm. here. I was like, oh, my God, it's like a creative community in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's just such cool stuff on the yeah. second Friday. Circuit. So fun. Yeah. I will definitely come through to that uh, mm-hmm. next time you're doing one. Yeah, when I'm back, it'll probably be with my photos. So That's awesome. Uh, anything else coming up that we didn't touch on? I know you got a lot going on or like anything you're looking forward to in 2018. Nothing like set right now. I think um, the city's kind of in hibernation, and so am I. And I'm I'm just pondering projects. But I feel like video will be something that I'm really focusing on yeah. this year. Well, that's exciting. I yeah. can't wait to see it. Thank you, yeah. um, Zoe Rain. I'm so glad we got to do this. Like I said, I'm, I'm I was really appreciative when we had you on the panel. I was very appreciative that you said yes then, and I'm appreciative you came up tonight. This is awesome. I'm glad we got to continue the conversation. I appreciate you. Oh, that's so awesome. Have <laughs> an amazing time in Africa. Thank you. I will. And say hi to Saba for me. Uh, yes, I also will. Awesome. Thank you so much. Cool. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcasts. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com for the Dynamic Dynasty.
dynasty descend. 